Hello, welcome back to Conversations at TheWholeNote.com. I'm David Perlman and my guest is Gordon Mansell. Hello. Gordon is the founder, would you say, one of the co-founders of the Organics co Festival? Yes. Co-founder. Now in its seventh, seventh, seventh season, yes. Seven seasons of insanity. Yes. Right. Yes. Back to the beginning. Yes. What what made you decide that it could happen? Well, um, it was basically a dream over a beer, and uh, we, uh, my uh, partner at the time, uh, Bill O'Mara, right, and and I thought we needed to do something to get more awareness of organ music and or organ repertoire. He had just come back from Russia where they treated, on a, on a tour, and they treated him like a rock star. Ah. And he was picked up by a limo from the airport, and so it was just a tremendous uh, eye-opener for, for him and for, for, for me as well. And so we determined at that time to um, create awareness not only of the organ and the architecture of the places where the organs, big pipe organs are. Also we wanted really important to um, develop an awareness of the repertoire. And mm -hmm. the repertoire was not just a, a church repertoire, it's a repertoire that is um, very diverse and broad, you know. So the, the issue, the problem mainly is that most people have this idea of a little old lady or something like that playing in a funeral home or and, and so they instantly do not like organ music so we've spent the seven years now uh -huh. trying to uh, change that perspective and more than but more than usual it's not a case of you know I brought my harp to the party and nobody asked me to play you've got to go to the harps yes. place for That's the right. So, so that's another factor. It's it's not not enough to just have repertoire and uh, and people who can play it. You've actually got to have the pipes, literally. And and is Toronto is Toronto blessed that way, or we're not as blessed as uh, Montreal. Mm -hmm. um, we do have some very significant instruments here. We have Canada's largest pipe organ here. Mm -hmm. uh, at the Metropolitan. We have uh, a wonderful instrument uh, at uh, St. Paul's and uh, just a different type of instrument at Holy Trinity and there are several uh, other places that have really really special instruments. And they're all part of the festival? Yes, yes they are. So this year's festival we're picking up on this, things are already underway. You started on the 7th of May and uh, no? Yes. Yeah, you start on the 7th, um, but you go through to... June the 6th. June the 6th, so a full, full, month. full month. Yes. And uh, you were telling me that uh, for this we've dragged you away from a rehearsal for a concert that will have taken place by the time anyone sees this, but tell me about that, about that particular one. You were talking about this as being not just organ, but organ and orchestra. orchestra mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, part of the uh, <clears throat> legacy that we have is a tremendous uh, uh, library of uh, concertos. Mm -hmm. And um, what we performed on the uh, uh, 9th of May um, was two, two editions of this. We had a bossy organ concerto and a Rheinberger organ concerto. Mm -hmm. 
these are magnificent pieces of uh, music and very dramatic, uh, very exciting. And if you've never been to an organ concert and you come to this one, you will be hooked for sure because of the drama and the sound, the wall of sound. It's just, uh, I'm so excited because I love this kind of music. And so I uh, was able to uh, amass a, a 33 piece orchestra and a wonderful uh, conductor, uh, Philip Sarabura, and the organist is uh, one of Italy's uh, finest, Maximo uh, Nozetti. So, okay. a tremendous concert. So these are secular works, They right? are, yes, definitely. Uh -huh. yeah. And an organist like him, does he, does he get to uh, lead a, like primarily a, a concert giving secular career or is he or, or does he have church he affiliations? Has, he has church affiliations, uh, uh, quite steep in church affiliations. He's the uh, cathedral organist in Turin, Italy. Okay. He's also responsible for the diocesan music in the Catholic Church. So he is very, very much involved in the sacred and the secular. Okay, and who are your other who are your other visitors? Well, uh, Nigel Potts and Jeremy Philsell have been uh, selling out crowds all through the states with their dual uh, performances. Uh, Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto Number no. Two is uh, just a tremendous piece on you know as we know as piano, but the organ is playing the orchestral parts. So, you know, this is just an incredible performance. And uh, Jeremy Philsell is also performing rap, um, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. So at this one concert, we have many layers so that we can attract more people to at least hear the organ in a different light. You know, so this is a very exciting opportunity. Are you using mostly the, the Toronto's church organs yes. this time? We still have a few in, in purely secular venues like Roy Thompson, Roy Thompson Hall, Walter Hall. Yes, but it comes to uh, economic decision as well. Mm -hmm. um, I have to pay rent for all the churches that I do use because they need uh, revenue. And uh, mm -hmm. so it's a revenue uh, producing opportunity for them, but the cost at the Roy Thompson Hall to rent the hall and uh, all this is just prohibitive. You know, I just do not have the audiences to cover that kind of cost. Uh -huh. So, so this, uh, we, we ran, uh, we, we ran uh, a page on, on the actual concerts. Uh, anyone who picks up this month's magazine will be able to get a fairly handy list of, of what's coming up, but they can also go to Organics, O-R-G-A-N-I-X, concerts.ca. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and is, this is daytime and evening? Yes, yes. Concerts and also lectures, I noticed. Yes, we, uh, from the day one, we uh, wanted to also provide a component uh, that would um, inform and educate. So um, there has been, uh, well, always before concert, there's a discussion, uh, mm -hmm. short, just a brief overview. And then after the concert, people can go and uh, actually sit on the bench and sometimes play. And 
So we've been doing this right from the very beginning. Organ petting zoo after yeah, the concert. Organ petting zoo, yes. yes exactly, <laughs> yes. But it's the only way we can uh, get people to actually get a sense of the size and the sound, mm -hmm. the touch, the feel is different from a piano, you know, it's multiple keyboards, you know, and also all the stops that you can pull out and the different sounds. And uh, more than uh, one occasion, we've had uh, children so uh, captured by this that they have now started taking organ lessons. Oh, really? Yes, so, so that's kind of rewarding. Getting a sense of what it means to pull out all the stops, exactly. for example. You know? yeah. Understand those phrases yes. that you think you know what they mean until you actually find out what they really do mean. Yeah. That's one of them for sure. Yeah. So in the, in the coming weeks, are there other concerts with orchestra? In the coming weeks, we have a concert for organ and trumpet. Mm -hmm. Um, that will be um, 20 and 21st century music. Mm -hmm. So my programming of that is to establish firmly in people's minds that it's not a dead mm -hmm. uh, instrument. There are composers that are still writing for the organ and there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So this is very fresh music. If you could write for one instrument that sounds like an orchestra, it's, you're going to have more opportunities to have your work performed yes. than if you compose for full orchestra these days, at least for repeat performances yes. anyway. Yes. So which, uh, what's the organ that you're most closely associated with in, when you're not doing organics? You're, you're a f I'm a, also a performing organist and a church organist. I play at Our Lady of Sorrels, which has uh, a wonderful Baroque instrument. It's mm -hmm. uh, known throughout the world and uh, as one of the gems. So I'm very, very fortunate and uh, honored to be the music director and organist there. Some years your, your performers have been a lot of members of the local community. It looks to yes. me this year as if you're, you're bringing in people from outside more. It's a little bit, yes, well, it's, it's a, a little bit of a mix. I have local talent, but the uh, gala performances this year um, include uh, international performers. Mm -hmm. And um, what I wanted to do is give an opportunity for our emerging artists to meet the international artists, to assist them uh, as uh, page turners and, uh, you know, to help them out. Uh, um, it's a way for mentoring and uh, getting a spark in the young organists that we do have. We have many very, very talented organists and um, I'm very excited about that. And this is a great opportunity for them to, to see what's going on. Oh, I I know I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned uh, going back to the very beginning of this, uh, Bill, Bill coming Mer back from Russia. from Russia. Was that doing solo organ or was that working uh, organ and trumpets at, at that, the time? At that particular um, uh, occasion it was solo organ. Mm -hmm. And um, Russia is a very... Um, uh, exciting place if you're an organist they have a school there there's 500 organists learning in school you know it's uh, you know it is 
quite a different mentality. And I find that in Europe, it's a different mentality for organ music as well. Mm -hmm. um, when I host a Polish organist, and this year we do have a, a Polish organist, America Kudlitsky, mm -hmm. uh, the whole Polish community comes out. Because they know because of they, him already. They or? know of him or they have the sense that they know that they're going to get really good performance. And um, it's very, very interesting and it's a different dynamic. Um, I have uh, Diane Bish coming to close organics. Mm -hmm. And I hosted her a couple of years ago, and I thought for sure I had a gold mine because I had everybody's, uh, they had to buy through an online source. So I had everybody's email, I had everybody's contact information, and so I thought I had gold. And it turns out that they will only go to hear Diane Bish. Mm -hmm. They won't go to hear any other organ. So it's Diane Bish. She's become so well known around the world for her. Joy of Music series, right. that she and the fact that she's such a, an entertainer, which is an interesting thing because most organists are uh, a lot of organists are very academic, right? And we need to understand that we're we need to entertain. We need to have some kind of a catch something mm. you know we've got two strikes against you because you're playing with your back to the audience <laughs> and usually almost invisible which doesn't doesn't yes. help to start with does it no no that's uh, very true but i remember myself going back to um uh going back two or three years ago and 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 really for the first time becoming involved in in listening to some of these concerts and just astounded by the by the the difference in the voices of the various instruments that you could almost take the same piece to three different venues and it would never sound Very it would true. never sound the same Very true. and would require a whole different set of of skills and techniques from from the organist to does it is it a case does it take time to do you really have to come in and familiarize yourself with an instrument? Yes. Um, there isn't any other musician in the, you know, all across the, all the instruments that so much is demanded of than an organist. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, a piano is pretty standard. You know, you get, sit down at the piano and you know, away you go. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a flute or something, you can bring that with you. Right, exactly. That is yours. You travel with it. It is your friend. Mm -hmm. An organist needs to parachute in and get familiar with the organ and the sounds and how it reacts, the, the, the acoustics. Um, there's a lot of demand, uh, demands placed on an organist to maintain that musicality. And consequently, I think organists are very musical people and they have to be to be able to adjust and adapt you know no two flutes will be the same you know and there are other idiosyncrasies of every organ and every organ builder mm -hmm. so it's a challenge and it as an instrument and a challenge to get people to actually say part of it is again i think because the venues are churches typically churches and people have an experience of organ music of a certain 
yes. type. Yes. And um, it really shouldn't be so hard. We use our churches for extraordinary concerts of all kinds. Mm -hmm. And so to go and, and listen to a concert of music that is innate to the structure is, shouldn't really be such a far stretch. And I'm sure it won't be. I hope you go from strength to strength with this. I hope so. And Thank I you. hope this little interview's out in time to get some people thinking of actually going out and listening to some quite transforming music. Thank you, yes. And thank you for visiting with us. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.